Minda Honey, the editor of Reckon's Black Joy team and your host for the Black Joy Archive, our ongoing look behind the scenes at the reporting and stories that brought our team joy. Our debut season is all about celebrating Black gospel choirs. In our second episode, I chat with Black Joy founder and reporter Star Dunnigan about her recent piece on the healing power of Black gospel music. As a preacher's kid, Star was surrounded by singing. It was the worship music in church that brought her the most solace. During the most difficult moments of her life, she is often turned to gospel music. Star became curious about the science behind the comforting power of the music. Why does singing and music make us feel so good? How is it affecting us physically, emotionally, and spiritually? To address these questions, Star spoke with holistic psychologist Dr. Marielle Bouquet about how Black gospel music can help us heal from intergenerational trauma. Star and I talk in depth about Dr. Bouquet's work and Star's personal experiences finding healing through her favorite gospel songs. Join us for another week inside the Black Joy Archive. Uh, Star, why don't you just give folks a quick introduction, tell them a little bit about yourself. My name's Star Dedigan. Um, I'm founder of Black Joy. Um, I love all things flowers and sunshine, and I sound like a fairy maiden, dressed like a fairy maiden today. I'm joining y'all from Huntsville, Alabama, space capital, USA, uh, Rocket City, <laughs> um, basically. Uh, I was raised here. I wasn't born here. I was born near Chicago, Illinois, in a place called Waukegan. And then when I was five, my family moved me to Huntsville, Alabama. And so that's basically where I spent the majority of my time. And how long have you been telling stories about Black Joy? It feels like I've been doing it since I was in elementary school, but professionally, uh, about six years, a little over six years. So I started this brand because I was originally a breaking news reporter for AL.com and I was stationed in Birmingham, Alabama. I did like that job because it taught me how to move quickly. But I also noticed that it was mostly negative reporting. I went to a lot of crime scenes, a lot of murder scenes. And almost with every scene I went to, there was the valid complaint of like, oh, you only come when we're dead. And I talk about black folks, my folks, my community telling me this. So basically, um, I just decided to do positive stories about black people and how they use their own black magic to improve their communities. And so that morphed into something across the state, like a mission I started doing across the state of Alabama. And then that went across the South and now it's nationwide. So yeah, I'm very proud of my baby. <laughs> it is quite a beautiful baby. So we've been working on a series here at Black Joy on Black choirs and gospel music. Uh, what is your relationship to Black choirs and gospel music? So my relationship to black choirs and gospel music is very interesting because I actually, like now that I think about it, I wasn't really permanently in a black choir because me and my family as a preacher's kid, we kind of floated around churches. And so I just feel like um, my mother can sing. I can sing. There's many people in my family on both sides of my family who can sing. And so it just feels like I feel closer to the divine when I sing to God. And so... I can go to a, a service 
And if it's nothing but worship music or gospel music, I will be fine. Like, I don't have to listen to a preacher preach. I just love just singing to God. And so that was kind of like my special connection when it comes down to like writing the pieces that y'all see today. And what would you say is your favorite gospel song, your favorite recording? So I have a few, but uh, so it does like kind of depend on the mood. So if I'm just coming out of a spout of depression, I'll say Brighter Day by Kurt Franklin just has very, that like New Orleans music and vibe uh, sounds like a second line, like throughout the, the track. I love that one. If I'm going through something tough for every mountain by Kurt Carr, I heard that song when I was younger and it just hit harder now than I'm older after going through so many like mountain ranges of trials. So that song hits me hard. And then I have to give a special shout out to Pastor Mike Jr. in Birmingham, Alabama for writing big because I feel like my whole journey with my career has been big. And so whatever I just feel like I'm thinking small, big is the song I listen to to remind myself that I can think big because the way that Black Joy has grown I would have been happy if it would have stayed in Birmingham, Alabama, but God said, nah, girl, you're going across the nation. I said, okay, (laughs) yes, God. (laughs) So those are like my top three. And we actually featured Big in the Monday morning installment of the newsletter a couple months ago. So yeah, if you're looking for some Monday morning affirmations and an uplifting song, you should absolutely sign up for our newsletter. So when we decided we were going to do this gospel series, there were a few questions that immediately came to you, Star, uh, that kind of helped you shape your piece. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, because um, and I think that's what made the story so interesting was like the way I thought about it is by basically asking the question, like, what makes gospel music so healing? Whoever I talk to about like church, whether it's like how church has harmed people, they do say no matter what person I'm talking to is like, but the music, though, I do feel connected to the music. I do feel like when I sing the music, I feel better. I do feel connected closer to uh, my higher power. And so I was like, well, what's the science of that? Because as I go throughout my own like personal journey of dealing with my mental health, I realized that there are a lot of biological things we could do to heal ourselves and our minds. And so I wondered if there was like a connection there. And so that's kind of what led me to this piece that I wrote. After the break, Star explains how cross-generational trauma can also nurture cross-generational resilience. Do you want to talk a little bit about what the piece is about? Yeah, so I talked to a Afro-Latinx psychologist. Her name is Dr. Mario Bouquet. And I really loved her work. I've been following her for her work since I first joined Instagram in 2020 because um, I was dealing with a lot of like racial trauma issues. And she is like one of the main experts on how to heal generational trauma in black and brown communities. And so I basically talked to her about what intergenerational trauma is and how we can heal that through singing because of what singing uh, requires us to do, especially within the Black choir and especially within the Black church experience. So one of the things you talked about in the article is how in addition to singing, it's also the humming, it's the rocking, it's the swaying. It's these layers that help 
people release the trauma from their bodies so that the trauma isn't trapped in their bodies and then they don't become trapped in the trauma. Mm -hmm. And that is basically like what was the most interesting part of working on this story is like learning about not only the different ways we can heal our bodies through humming, through singing, how those things, how those moments kind of like help unlock our own healing within ourselves, but how those experiences come together within the black church environment. So in your piece, you you do talk about cross-generational trauma, which I think we've been having a lot of conversations about these past few years. But one of the things that also came up was cross-generational resilience. And that was one of the kind of, I think, one of the first times I really heard that spoken about, or at least spoken about in that way. And I found that pretty interesting. Yeah. And I did too, because like you said, we do talk a lot about intergenerational trauma. And I think one of the reasons why is because we do have to overcome, like I said earlier, like mountain ranges of intergenerational trauma due to the fact of our ancestors being stolen from their homeland. And what I love to talk about most in Black Joy is how we have overcame that trauma over time and how those moments have been passed down within this world, whether we realize that or not. So like me personally, I love plants. And so that I got from my grandmother and my mother still tells me to this day how, you know, I remind her of her grandmother and great grandmother. So realizing those moments and like honoring those moments are very important. And so to tie this into the piece that I wrote, some of us do have a special connection to singing in black choirs. And how, oh, my mother sung in a black choir or my grandfather sung in a choir. And so how we connected to these moments, despite the fact that we're not present and we're not there, is a factor that plays in not only in intergenerational trauma, but intergenerational joy. Can you think of a time where, you know, you were going through something and then after some humming or some singing, you 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 felt a release? Yes, I was going through something, I would say like 2020 and 2021 was a very like dark period in my time. There was just a lot of racial stuff, of course, that were going on. And then as a black reporter and especially a black woman and reporter, it's hard to kind of like pull away from those things and be so up close to it. Mm-hmm. I also lost my best friend to suicide, unfortunately. Uh, there were just a lot of changes that were going on that I didn't expect. And so at that time, my therapist encouraged me to kind of get back into like my spiritual, um, like to get back in touch with it. And so I was slowly packing to move from Birmingham to Huntsville. And during my drive in between, which is like an hour and a half drive, that's when I heard the song Big, uh, like just randomly. And just listening to that song and let it cleanse me and empower me. Like I'd listened to that song almost through the entire drive. Like despite what's going to happen, things are still going to be big for me. You know, despite the setback that happened then, I'm in a way better place now. Not to say that I'm happy all the time. <laughs> I don't think anyone can say <laughs> that. But Ooh, not we work in the news. We know that. <laughs> but we also work in Black Joy, and I feel like that helps. We do. That we really do. Helps. We do work in Black Joy, but we also work in the larger Reckon newsroom. So we are yeah, very aware of on? all 
all the things coming for our happiness I right mean, now. Sometimes I feel like we're in a, like, we'll hear about what goes on in the wrecking newsrooms. Like, you know, I'm going to go back in my curtain and I'm going to continue <laughs> writing about the story about mermaids. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, like black mermaids. Yeah, yeah black, black mermaids. mermaids. Black joy, black joyful yeah, mermaids. Yeah, all this other stuff. Like, not, not, the, not the menacing. No, not the, not the sirens. Yeah. The, uh, not the sirens. You know. <laughs> Every episode on the Black Joy Archive, we want to give y'all an idea of what gives our team Black Joy. This is what Star shared with us. So, ooh, how far do I want to go with this? Um, I have been doing more to take charge of the happiness in my life. Things that people would constantly tell me throughout my time as a teen and into my like early young adulthood was that, oh star, you know, you care so much about what other people think. And oh star, you um you don't take charge of your own happiness. And I was confused when people would tell me that. And now that I'm older, I know what they're saying. Uh, I wasn't really mad, I was just confused. And so um I've decided to no longer let trauma and abuse um control my life, puppeteer my life, puppeteer my emotions. I recently went to Disney Dreamers Academy, which I wrote about. And to see these kids like dream big and go after their goals unapologetically without fear. I was just like, wow, this is would have been the kid that I would have became if I didn't have to deal with emotional and psychological abuse at the time. And so just like sitting down even putting black joy on the side, which that has been hard, but building a black joy empire, you know, keeps you busy. <laughs> Just like sitting with myself and be like, okay, star, what is it that you enjoy? I know that my favorite scent is lavender. I know that I love taking baths. Like I am like bath queen. <laughs> I've bumped up my skincare journey to take care of my skin more, make sure the melanin stay glowing. The tarot cards and like just card stuff in general, like my affirmation cards are new. I'm loving that. And also giving people the opportunity to uh, come into my life and to pour into me in the ways that they can without over exceeding their own limits Um, Mm -hmm. and enjoying the sunshine and enjoying the fact that we are hitting 30K subscribers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for black joy newsletter yes. uh, but yeah that that yes. and enjoying y'all we'll be, wait no we'll... i gotta do to y'all y'all have been a big part of my black joy and i'm serious about this i'm so serious i'm serious <laughs> i'm serious i'm serious because i did this alone for so long y'all came october of last year and we're killing it and it means so much to have so many minds on a team because first for a good five years a little over five years it was just me and that can be a lonely place even though it's a moment of joy and I'm recording joy it's like I can only do so much and so I am grateful and I am thankful for the team and like I said I'm not just saying that like I love Minda's joyful attitude I love (laughs) Danny's stories when she talks about how um her ancestors has helped her I love me, me and Mackenzie talk about like black history we're both black history junkies and so together we're just forming this uh, you know big alliance of joy and helping the black community connect to each other 
no matter where they kind of intersect or enter into with Black Joy? I know that was a very long answer, but (laughs) I just have so much to be grateful for. (laughs) And we are grateful for you too, Star, for, you know, creating this opportunity for all of us, for believing in Black Joy from the very beginning and from from being like the engine that keeps us all moving forward. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And by the time people hear this, we'll probably have closer to 60,000 subscribers. Yeah, we're manifesting so, you know, that but... for sure. For <laughs> sure. We're, we're manifesting it, but then we're also grinding too. <laughs> we're doing a lot of grinding behind the scenes. Yes. The last thing I would say is that music has and always has been that power are one of the tools we can use to free ourselves from whatever we're in bondage with. And so I just want to thank all the ancestors who wrote those Negro spirituals. I want to thank the black choirs who existed um, before we were even born to give us that spiritual freeness. That cross-generational joy. That cross-generational joy, joy, yeah. And so I hope that everyone kind of takes a chance to, you know, listen to a choir song or a gospel song today. And that's it for another episode of the Black Joy Archive. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you missed our first episode, go back and check that one out too. If you want even more Black Joy in your life, make sure you're signed up for our newsletter by going to reckon.news and clicking on the Black Joy page and entering your email addy into the sign up box. Also, make sure you subscribe to our show so you don't miss out on the rest of our Black Gospel Choir series. You can help us grow our show and spread the Black joy by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast app. We also want to hear from you. What gives you Black joy? Let us know by finding us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at BlackJoyReckon, or by shooting us an email at BlackJoy at ReckonMedia.com. Black Joy Archive is hosted by me, Minda Honey, and it's edited and produced by John Hammontree and Danny Buckingham. For more podcasts from the Reckon family, check out Reckon Radio and the Reckon Interview wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay joyful.